Uh, good afternoon. Uh, my name is Michael Cubitt. I'm the uh, director of Media Vision at uh, Case Western Reserve University in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Certainly appreciate the opportunity to come here and, and present some of the work that we're doing at Case uh, in the area of video production and, and web delivery of both lecture content as well as some other pretty exciting projects that we've been involved in. So just a little bit about MediaVision. We, we are a, a non-academic service department, so we're not really affiliated. Case does not have a communications department or a media production department per se. So we serve the university with essentially 13 full-time staff. Uh, five years ago, we were essentially an AV department. Uh, Lev Gonick, our, our vice president that arrived at that time, wanted to transition us sort of into the, into the 21st century and begin to use rich media uh, and some of the technologies that are available uh, today. So we have a suite of services from your traditional audiovisual through video production. Um, so just within the, the last five years, we've actually grown or have had to grow very significantly uh, in a short amount of time from essentially four uh, full-time staff to, to 13. Uh, so just in this past year, we produced uh, 250 projects, uh, mainly an IT-centric uh, production department. Most of what we deliver is, is via the web. We deliver in all the, all the major formats. Um, we encode right now about 100 hours of video per week. Uh, so with only 13 full-time staff, essentially four people dedicated to video production, we had to architect systems that allowed us to be able to encode a lot of content uh, pretty much without any manual intervention. Uh, just some of the metrics that uh, I brought with me from, from earlier uh, this week. Uh, we've measured basically since July 1st of, uh, of 06, uh, we've delivered 250,000 streams uh, to our university community. So what's enabled that is, is essentially our campus network. Uh, and I won't spend a lot of time going through this because I know we're, we need to catch up a little bit. Uh, but we are a gigabit ethernet uh, to 22,000 ports on campus, free wireless network, and, and some pretty robust connectivity to uh, both the public internet, Internet 2, and the National Lambda Rail. Um, about our students, and, and this is significant because everything that we do uh, is not necessarily because we can do it, because, but we need to, and it's in, in relation to the feedback that we get from our students. We know from this last incoming freshman class, 93% of them are using laptops uh, some type of, or some type of handheld device. 96% uh, of them are, have brought cell phones. And the expectations of students are very high when it comes to technology and both IT services. Uh, the significance of that is that we find the students actually do all the leveraging that we need with our faculty to actually begin to get them to adopt uh, technology. So we're there to kind of provide those services when the faculty come to us. <clears throat> so a couple of projects that we've been involved in, and uh, won't worry about the audio there, so just let these play. Um, in relation to uh, University Hospitals of Cleveland, uh, we produced um, telesurgery between uh, an OR in the Cancer Center and several donors uh, that were there to look at, at funding possibilities for, uh, for the campus. So we sort of the front end of this was traditional production, two cameras, laparoscope, uh, totally interactive between the donors in the conference room and the surgeon that was pro uh, performing the surgery live. Uh, what's it, was it particularly exciting about this is the million dollar check that was written at the end of this uh, event uh, by somebody who was in the audience that had the opportunity to actually talk to the surgeon uh, while they were performing that, uh, uh, that operation. So we were, we were pretty excited about the opportunity to 
to participate in that. Uh, this next example is uh, uh, Case's wireless mesh project, in which we extended uh, the campus uh, wireless network to a five-mile radius around the campus. Uh, what we did is we uh, brought in high school students uh, from the Cleveland Public Schools uh, to serve as hosts at various locations around the community, uh, local high school, local library, community center, and someone's home, basically to demonstrate what are some of the benefits of a public accessible wireless network and how they could benefit healthcare and education. And we essentially brought media and, and friends of the university in and performed essentially what was a video conference. Uh, but it was some elements of video production that we used at the front end of that as well. The, uh, the next uh, project that we completed in, in mid-April uh, was a combination of RED, uh, which is a, a, an orchestra in Cleveland whose mission is to reach uh, sort of a new generation of, of concert goers with the orchestra. And we actually broadcast or essentially webcast uh, the premiere of one of their pieces into Second Life. Um, so it was a one megabit QuickTime stream into three, uh, three venues. We shot this with 12 cameras. Uh, we got a lot of volunteer uh, work from our colleagues around, uh, around Cleveland. Um, so we had about 1,200 uh, folks actually in the theater to, to watch the concert, and we probably had 1,500 avatars uh, that actually um, attended the concert virtually uh, to watch that in Second Life. So those are just some of the, some of the fun things that we get to do in our, in our spare time. <laughs> some of the initiatives that we've rolled out, um, and this is something that we introduced to the campus uh, in uh, March of this year, uh, is what we call Case TV. So it is a, an archive of university assets, uh, both things that we have shot, things that were in our archives previously, uh, things that are contributed by various departments. Uh, what we found is with uh, all the guest speakers and lectures that are, that are occurring on campus, Everyone in the university community cannot certainly take the time to, to make it to each one of those. So it was really in response to a very simple demand. How can we be able to see Stephen Hawking that gave his lecture at Severance Hall? Uh, how can we watch university commencement ceremonies from Sunday? Um, so we, we responded to that and put together uh, case.tv. Uh, we've also found we've gotten very positive response from our alumni who, who certainly for practical reasons can attend most of these lectures that take place on campus. Uh, now they feel much more connected to the campus community than, than what they had previously. Uh, so we were excited to be able to roll this out. Uh, we're going to provide an, actually an automated upload and encoding feature uh, at the end of the summer. Uh, and then the next step of this will be actually a live uh, 24 by 7 uh, webcast uh, channel. <clears throat> so to relate back to, uh, to courseware, I know several have, have talked about their efforts in, in courseware. Um, all very impressive. Um, Wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, Media Vision Courseware, which is something we developed in, in the fall of 2003. Um, our motivation for doing this was slightly different. It was more uh, related to uh, attrition and freshman success. So what we found is that a number of our students, and, and I'm sure many of your institutions have similar challenges, are very bright, very gifted, comes from high schools with relatively small class sizes. They find themselves in a freshman lecture with 200 under students, don't have the personal attention uh, that, they, that they're used to in high school and sort of need a little bit of help to sort of bridge that gap between high school and the university setting. So um, for that reason, as well as sort of return on investment, so it's a lot easier to justify the expenses of into going into course uh, capture in a lecture hall with 250 than it is to be in a classroom with 30 
so that was sort of our other rationale for, for targeting a large lecture as well. The site features um, an interactive calendar, um, syllabi that can be uploaded, video searchable, so it's all indexed and, and cataloged. And students have the ability to, to log in. Each course has its own dedicated website. Um, each lecture is posted individually. Each lecture is broken into concepts, typically four or five concepts that are driven by uh, the faculty and a TA. Those are all individually tagged, uh, and they can be searched throughout the, uh, throughout the semester by our students. Uh, there's also a visual storyboard uh, this, that the students can use to sort of cue in at what points in the lecture that they will want to be able to review that. <clears throat> so the importance of this, we've, we've measured, we've, we've uh, performed surveys each semester as well as focus groups with our students and focus groups with our faculty to sort of continue to develop courseware. What are some features that we need to add? What are some things that we need to do better? Uh, and from the latest survey that just came back, um, so we surveyed the 1,500 students that actually were in a class that we used courseware, we got about 500 responses back, which we were pretty excited about. Uh, we found that essentially 95% of the students are actually using this. 85% um, of students where English is a second language use it extensively. And a lot of our student athletes who travel um, use it as well. And the faculty appreciate of that because then they don't have someone for the Monday morning lecture because uh, they had to miss because the athlete was traveling over the weekend. 75% of the uh, students watch videos or confirm that they've watched videos in order to help them clarify the course content, essentially give them more confidence that they could actually do better in the class, which for those of you who know the research on, on uh, education, uh, students that are more confident in their ability to, to know the material uh, perform better. Um, one of the things that we found very interesting, 88% of our students uh, actually don't use the MP3s that we deliver with the lectures. And we've actually been delivering those since, uh, since we started the initiative in, in 2003. Uh, when we asked them, they essentially said most of the courses that are being produced are, have heavy visual content. So having a, an MP3 of the lecture really doesn't help them. So, but we, we since it's automated and part of the process, we still continue to deliver that. But it was sort of an interesting development um, that, uh, that we found from that. What we've done in response um, is rather than trying to offer the whole lecture, we have a freshman uh, calculus class uh, that we essentially have the faculty member come in and produce small three-minute learning objects. Uh, and those can essentially, you can subscribe to a podcast or an RSS feed as a student and just watch little three-minute uh, three video snippets. <laughs> the one uh, particular um, uh, statistic that we're, we're particularly excited about is, is that 98% of the students who were surveyed actually said that they would recommend this as a tool to other students. Uh, so for those of you that serve your campus communities, um, to have that type of approval rate from, from the student population is, is pretty exciting. Um, so just to wrap up some of the metrics uh, from uh, this past uh, academic year, so this is about 3,000 students or so that actually took classes in which courseware was offered. Uh, we've measured 66,000 uh, individual logins, um, 230,000 streams open, um, and about 317,000 individual page hits. So the students are actually using the tool. They're excited about the tool. Um, the next step in our assessment is actually to see if it's actually helping them to perform uh, better as far as their, their learning outcomes. Great, thank you very much.